Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. The second legal loss for President Trump in a week in his effort to keep his financial records from being disclosed to lawmakers. A federal judge in New York ruled Wednesday that Trump cannot block subpoenas that House Democrats sent to Deutsche Bank and Capital One asking for his financial records. That matches the ruling of a federal judge in D.C. that Trump could not block a subpoena sent to his accounting firm for financial records. Joining me is former federal prosecutor Robert Mintz, a partner at McCarter in English. Bob, both judges found that Trump was unlikely to succeed on the merits in those cases. How significant are those rulings? Well, they're very significant uh, as far as they go. Uh, The Trump lawyers have indicated that they will be appealing both those decisions, and the House has agreed to delay the enforcement of those subpoenas to allow those appeals to proceed. But I think we can expect that those appeals will be dealt with fairly quickly, and it's probably likely that the appeals courts will uphold the lower court decisions in both cases. So two swift, decisive rulings. Judge Ramos ruled from the bench in New York, and Judge Maida took just a few days in D.C. Does that equate with the strength of the Democrats' arguments here? Well, it certainly suggests that at least in the mind of those two district court judges, the issue was not really a close one. In fact, the language that Judge Ramos used in New York in the decision the other day was fairly broad and very decisive. And the judge in that case said that Congress had very broad authority to investigate matters related to possible legislation. And he went on to say that it doesn't mean that the powers are limited to issues that directly are related to contemplated legislation or bills, but includes really broad oversight um, that would involve many functions, including looking into corruption, inefficient use, inefficiencies or waste in federal government agencies and that sort of thing, and that the power of Congress to conduct these investigations is inherent in the legislative process. That's very broad and very strong language that gives Congress almost unbridled authority to look into these issues. So now you think that the appellate courts will confirm or affirm the judge's rulings. That means it will go to the Supreme Court. Is the Supreme Court likely to take this case? Well, that's really the big question. Uh, You know, generally, courts are unwilling or reluctant to lo- to wade into these kinds of political disputes. And the problem here that is really teed up is this is a battle between the privacy rights of the Trump Organization, President Trump and his family, versus the proper role of congressional oversight. And to determine whether or not Congress is exceeding its authority really requires the courts to get into the mind of Congress and try to figure out what's behind these uh, inquiries. Uh, that's a difficult thing to do. It's something courts are generally reluctant to do. And as long as there is some facially valid reason to allow these subpoenas to proceed, I think we can expect that courts will allow them to go forward and will uphold the subpoenas. So we'll have to see whether the Supreme Court takes this case. But if it does, even if it does, I think it's unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to reign in Congress because I'm just not quite sure how they draw the lines here. Now, we've heard talk, and there's been a pressing talk about impeachment. Um, 
apparently Nancy Pelosi's caucus, the more progressive members, and even some of the not-so-progressive members are pushing her toward impeachment. Would impeachment help any of these quests for Donald Trump's financial records? Would the, the fact that there's an impeachment proceeding make the argument stronger? Well, that's the argument that some have raised by saying that impeachment necessarily looks at the conduct of the president and whether or not the Congress, whether or not the president may have committed high crimes and misdemeanors. So that would, at least in the mind of some people, bolster the argument for, for Congress wading into these areas that the Trump organization and, the Trump's, and Trump's lawyers have argued really are private issues that have nothing to do with his role as president. But I think in light of these rulings, we're unlikely to see Congress move in that direction. They now have two strong rulings from lower courts, and unless those decisions are overturned, there's really no need for, for Congress to go down that road at this time. Do you know what kinds of financial records they're attempting to get from Deutsche Bank and, and from the accountants? Uh, they're, they're pretty broad requests, and even the court uh, acknowledged that, that these were undeniably broad, but the court uh, in, in, in the New York case said that they were clearly pertinent uh, to the facially legitimate investigations that were being run by Congress here. But they, they are records concerning um, you know, all types of um, uh, interactions that the president and uh, the Trump organization had with Deutsche Bank and with Capital One, and obviously the subpoena for his accountant, uh, former accounting firm, uh, would be all, all matters related to his prior tax filings, and would certainly include some of the tax returns themselves. So, undeniably, they're very broad. I don't think there's any question about that. The question is whether Congress has the legitimate right through its oversight authority to ask for this information. Just about a minute here, Bob. I'm, I'm wondering if the uh, subpoena of Mnuchin for the tax returns and the tax records, would the same argument be made in that case or a different argument because it's based on a, on a law that says shall provide? Yeah, that's a little bit different because there Congress is proceeding under that statute that you referenced where uh, it does seem to give Congress the right to uh, request uh, the tax returns of, of any U.S. citizen. It says uh, shall provide. Um, but, but that's something where I think the line is, is, is a little bit closer. Um, it, it doesn't really, it's not really involving Congress's oversight authority to hold hearings and that sort of thing. It really is a focus on, as to whether or not uh, that language um, is something that is uh, mandatory or whether the courts can look behind the intent of Congress in requesting that tax information. All right. Thanks, Bob. That's Robert Minns, a partner in McCarter in English. This is Bloomberg. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.